Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Keeping On with Mackie and Kaiser. I'm Mackie. And I'm Kaiser. And we've got a great cast for you guys tonight. Um, as always, hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys are staying cool in the heat. Because yes. it's been like 95 degrees every day. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just, it's ridiculous. But, uh, but yeah, so, um, we're gonna kick it off as always. Kaiser, how you been keeping on? I've been keeping on well. Uh, not much to, uh, <laughs> to, to expand upon that. Uh, yeah, keeping on well. Allison and I are going through Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're on, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, oh. Volume 1. Oh, Second favorite. Mm. Is your first favorite volume two? So, it used to be, and then Black Panther came out. So, mm. um, Black Panther's my favorite, and then it's volume two, then volume one. Which, gotcha. th I technically put volume two and volume one on the same level. Because I think they're just as good as each other, but I like two, like, a hair better. Gotcha. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. Yeah, watching those, so that means we have like twelve more movies to go after this, and then we'll be done. <laughs> it's so many. Um, but yeah, I'm keeping on well. Yeah, Mackie, how have you been keeping on? I've been I've been saving this little tidbit. Ooh. Um, by now, uh, you guys, I I will be back at work. Uh, while you guys are listening to this, I got a call today. I am no longer a high school science teacher. I am now, get ready for this, a full-time high school PE health and computer science teacher. That's cool. It's super cool. So, um, basically I got a call from, uh, our, our, um, our school and uh we were talking and uh one of our uh basically our electives teacher uh she's taking a leave of absence so it's it's really sad because she's my friend and uh you know this year's gonna not be as much fun without her however she's still around you know she's not like going anywhere she's just not gonna be at school so uh Rather than them try and fill that spot uh, with someone new, they uh, she said it was kind of funny. Uh, she got four resumes for high school teachers at the beginning of the week. And she said, well, pff, I don't need these. Our high school team's rock solid, you know. And then uh, yesterday, um, my friend called and said I'm not going to be able to come back. So she was like, uh-oh. <laughs> Our uh, HR director was like, uh-oh. Mm -hmm. We, we got to figure this out. So um, they interviewed somebody. And she's like mega qualified for science. And let's be real. Not that, And she said, not that you're not a good science teacher or anything like that. You know, she's like, you've, you've done wonders with the program and everything like that. But guys, my degree's in youth ministry. <laughs> It's not in science, it's not in teaching, it's not in anything like that. So uh, they found somebody who is, like, uber qualified for that. And so uh, they offered for me to stay in the science position. 
but they also put this other thing on the table. And frankly, uh, I'll get to spend more time with the kids, uh, less academic structured stuff. So I'll get to have more fun with them. And, um, with me being in school, this will greatly, I think, relieve a lot of pressure when it comes to that. So I'll have more time to focus on school as opposed to, uh, you know, making tests and making sure that all these different content areas are covered and blah, 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 blah. So that's, that's basically, uh, my big news for this week is that I, <laughs> we, we joked about it on the podcast last week, David Mackey, high school, uh, PE teacher. <laughs> and, uh, I'll, I'll be teaching that three times a day. So, <laughs> Jeez. so three times. So that's cool. Um, what are you going to be doing with computer science? So I actually have uh, a pretty robust program um, built up in my head already for that. Uh, I I helped out, like I said, the other the the previous teacher was my friend, so she and I uh, worked on a lot of things together. She was the previous computer teacher, but she she came to me and was like, I don't know much about computers, so I kind of helped her bolster the program and things like that. But now that it is specifically in my hands, I'll be able to do quite a bit with my students, quite a bit with. Uh, with um, just bolstering not only their knowledge of hardware, but also software. Uh, we're going to do a whole unit on what each component of the computer does. Um, we're going to do units on different operating systems. We're going to do graphic design. We're going to do web design. We're going to do uh, Minecraft. Uh, there's a whole coding aspect with minecraft and like building things in minecraft with code we're going to do a whole unit on code um all sorts of different fun stuff uh graphic design web design did i already say those i might have um yeah yeah but yeah like it, it'll be a pretty robust program it's not going to be mavis beacon for uh 12 weeks so it'll be because frankly these kids know a lot about typing just from being on their phones and being on laptops at home and things like that. So we'll have a unit on that, but it'll be, it'll be more than that. And I, I'm really looking forward to building that program with them. So that's really cool. Yeah. This, uh, this is a good segue for our uh, favorite high school memories topic, oh. which we have coming up. And <laughs> I, I want to ask you, but I'm going to jump in with my first memory while yeah. it's fresh fresh on the thing. So I took a computer uh, design class, I, I want to say, in high school. That's and cool. Yeah. I did not realize like how comfortable it made me with like working on different uh, programs on the programs on the computer so like um i think we did some photoshop not photoshop we did photoshop uh powerpoint maybe a little bit of microsoft paint but at the time i would, I didn't i i took it like serious but you know i was in high school so i didn't take it super seriously but you know th it, it's it's crazy that i took that with really no thought about it and then s six years later I, I work with Photoshop like fluidly. Mm -hmm. um, 
if I want to make something, I can usually figure it out. Um, and yeah, that was like a really, a really neat experience. The teacher was, um, she was good. She was, uh, she was funny. She would, she was like, I feel like in high school, there's those teachers have to be kind of like bridging the gap, not, not bridging the gap, but like writing the line of being like stern, but also being cool. Because it it like it keeps it keeps the kids in line, but it also keeps the kids interested if the teacher is like cool enough. So she was like, she was very strict, very stern at the beginning of the year. But as like she, she, she taught us and worked like like when I started the class, I was like, I don't know if I can continue this class. She's like, she just seems angry at the world. Um, (laughs) Like as the as the as the school year went on, like. our relationship just like became more relaxed. Um, she was very cool. Uh, we would joke. Um, I would see her outside of class. We'd say, Hey, it it was a good time. Um, and like, she taught me a lot about Photoshop that I did not expect to learn in school. And yeah, like I said, I I use it all the time. And, uh, that's a really fun, fun memory for me. Um, just, I think I had, I had a couple of friends in the class and we would just, you know, do the assignments and make things in Photoshop. Fun time. That's super cool. And that's, yeah. you know, we're, we'll, in my class, we'll have a whole uh, unit on the Adobe Suite okay. because that's, frankly, the most professional software that's available. Yeah. So why wouldn't we do anything on it? You know what I mean? Seriously. And I'll show um, them alternatives like GIMP and, uh, uh, you know, like um, DaVinci Resolve and the, the free alternatives, but it's it's important for them to because a lot of them are going to go into the workforce and utilize these tools at their jobs. Yeah. Um, Adobe is so good because, like, also DaVinci Resolve, GIMP are good for what they do. DaVinci Resolve is just you got to have a, a powerhouse of a computer to work DaVinci Resolve. But oh yeah. As far as Adobe goes, um, like, I don't, I'm not, I'm going to throw out a a fake statistic here, but I would say 42% of all movies and TV shows that are being made right now are being made on the, at least part of them is being made within Adobe. Adobe is so powerful. You could do any quality work on there. Um, as long as you got the hardware to, to back it up, um, Adobe's like so good. It's affordable um for the most part uh for students it's like $21 a month. Um if you if you're not a student it's like 50 bucks for the suite or you can purchase um cuz they only have I think they only have the Creative Cloud right now. I don't think you can purchase the the license for the the lifetime anymore. But um I think that's like 50 bucks a month or you could do like individual packages for like 12 bucks if you just want photoshop and it's really cool really uh diverse um and the great thing not taking away from mackie's new um job title but like if you want to learn how to do something you can google it and there somebody's thought of that same thing and they'll teach you how to do it and it's awesome 
there's often YouTube tutorials. There are a lot of the times on Adobe's website themselves, really good tutorials, uh, all sorts of stuff. So yeah. I wish we were sponsored by Adobe <laughs> because Ooh. we're making a heck of a commercial form right now. <laughs> be a clean sponsorship. I know, right? Just slide it in there. Um, the podcast uh, itself is uh, edited on Adobe Audition. And yep. it is... So I used to I used to edit everything on Audacity, uh, and then I used a video editing software, but just used the audio portion, um, and that was you know poor form. But Audition is you know it's where it's at. Like <laughs> I, it makes my job so easy when it comes to editing the cast. So, uh, and you know I I some people don't probably don't realize this, but. I spend like, it's on average like two hours a cast to edit. Um, cause I listen to the whole thing as I go. So if it's an hour and a half long episode, I, I generally multiply it by times two, you know, like how long it's going to take me to get through it. Um, and then sometimes it takes longer than others. Uh, sometimes we have guests whose audio is not, um, not great and I got to fix that. Uh, sometimes my audio is not great. Uh, there was one cast where Kaiser and I had to record where there was audio just coming out of the phone. So I had to go mm. through and edit <laughs> where I could hear him talking. So it's just, you know, it's, it's amazing software to be able to use and see the waveforms and edit it via that. It's just, I, I love Adobe so much. <laughs> and to throw a stone to, to Mackie. Yes, the software is good, but that particular episode that Mackie's talking about, I didn't I wasn't able to listen to his audio, but if you listen back to that cast, you do not know at all that there's a different there's my voice coming out of his phone getting picked up by his microphone going into his audio. You can't even tell. I was meticulous. <laughs> yeah, all the episodes are like perfectly edited. It's amazing. Mm. I don't know about uh, perfectly. It's, it's, I appreciate it. It's, it's definitely been a learning experience, but I feel like I get better at it every single time I edit. So yeah, you kill it, man. Well, I appreciate it. It's, it's a lot of fun. It really is. Yeah. I really enjoy doing it, but, awesome. but yeah, um, one of my favorite high school memories talking about waveforms and things has to do with music. So, um, I was in marching band in high school, and a lot of people are like, it's nerdy, but I got paid to do it in college, so Ooh. suck it. Um, <laughs> and it was it was an absolute blast. Is how I made all my friends in high school and college, legit. Uh, about the only two friends that I didn't have, uh, or that I had that weren't in marching band were Alex, uh, and hopefully we'll get him on here one day to talk about Japan, and then Jared, and we'll get him on one day. Uh, so shout out to you guys. But... Um, Marching Man was probably the one of the greatest experiences of my young adult life. Um, and there, there are so many different like moments that I could pinpoint when it comes to Marching Man about just like favorite things about it and uh, how it made me feel and um, just like all the different experiences that we that we got to do. But uh, my first day of um, band camp, so you roll up, you get dropped off by your parents, 
there's a bunch of older kids and, you know, there's four or five freshmen or six or seven freshmen just kind of hanging out in a small group. And then, you know, there were the two that got to do it in eighth grade. So they run off to their high school friends and you guys are all standing around in a little group and you're like, mm, I don't really know about this. And this is, we're going to be out in the heat and this is going to be a lot of work. And, but you know, I was, I was kind of already on fire for it. I was like, yeah, this is, this is going to be awesome. I don't even care if it sucks. Like this is the best. So, um, walked into that room uh, got to meet a whole bunch of people, met the band director, uh, who's actually, uh, one of my friends now. Uh, I hope I can say that he's one of my friends. Would love to have him on the podcast, Mr. Willis. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, they introduced the first show, uh, and, um, or, you know, we had like a theme for the, for the season, what our marching band theme was. Uh, for what our show and uh, the show theme for my freshman year was the Nightmare Before Christmas, <laughs> which we've already talked about on the podcast. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Nightmare Before Christmas. So that moment when he said, "Our theme this year is Nightmare Before Christmas," something just clicked in my brain, and it was like, "I'm home. This is it." <laughs> like, I don't ever have to worry about anything in high school again, which of course I was wrong, but <laughs> because high school is often tough and rough, but, um, that was, that was probably one of the best moments in high school for me was just like finding my tribe, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. I, uh, I think a regret that I would have in relation to that is not doing things because they wouldn't be considered cool mm. in high school. You know, like theater, you know, the, 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 the cool kids don't do that. Uh, cool kids don't do band. But like... <laughs> I did theater. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That's just, that's that's the perceived, you know, notion that you get um, when you come, you're coming up from middle school. And then as as a high schooler, or even just as a young like you know teenager you want to you want to fit in with like the the main stream people you know so like it's kind of hard to make that decision I, going back i think i would have tried as many things as i could have to get cuz like i feel like you get like you know much more much better and solid friendships in those kind of circles than you do in like the quote unquote mainstream circles um yeah i wish i would have i think i would have like really liked to do theater mm -hmm. um i think, I think you would have been really good at it yeah, thanks um i appreciate that yeah like even now like i wouldn't i wouldn't hate going down to like the local uh theater and like auditioning for something you should get totally it, do not. it i mean i yeah we'll see we'll see like with that how a... if it, especially like even even if you just did like improv mm -hmm. like with how fast your specifically your brain works and how fast you are on your feet i think mm -hmm. i think you would be excellent at improv which is you know a part of theater and a part of acting but i also think like you would kill it straight kill it in a play Chill, chill. My, my my head's getting a little too large for this room. Well, I'm just I'm just being honest. <laughs> like the way the way that I know you and the way that I know that your your mind works, 
I think you would do amazing. So we're signing Kaiser up. He doesn't have an option. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm open to it. We'll see. I, it, it's like opportunity thing at this point. Um, and you know, so 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 much would factor in. Like, I don't like meeting new people. Definitely don't like speaking in front of people. So that'll be that'll be something to get over. Um, and I I do I do worry about my memory, memorizing lines. It all flows. Once that's you practice it enough you don't just look at it once so yeah um, that's true a little bit of a a surprise a little sneak peek behind the curtain if you will uh one of our upcoming guests uh is in school to be a drama teacher or a theater teacher that's cool so um she will give us uh some insight to that and then if we can also get her boyfriend on they're both actors like they're both oh, wow. yeah so, um, they're, they're both amazing actors. So hopefully that was, darn it, you spoiled it. <laughs> we were going to talk about, uh, like insight as to what it's like acting on a stage and, you know, stuff like that. So, um, Robert and Emily, if you guys are listening, we, uh, we can't wait to have you on. Hmm. Yes, for sure. Um, I feel like I, I... So I say the thing about public speaking, but I think on a stage it would be different now that you just brought that up like that. Because, you know, for the most part, it's you're not looking out at the audience to, like, see people. Um, like, your family is there on the stage, you know, quote-unquote family, the people you work with and, mm-hmm. you know, trust and lean on for everything. And I feel like that it could, it could be a very comfortable place once you're comfortable with the people you're with. Oh yeah. Hmm. Ah. Does that take up like does like uh that kind of theater take up a lot of time? So uh generally you spend a couple months on a play. Um But but like uh like during the week like like how how many how often like during the weeks what would you so like, like how long d- do you think different theater companies do it differently and you know I'm sure smaller ones are less time. Uh, you know, more so like work on your lines at home. Like, like I said, mm. we will have to bring in a couple people who, uh, who do this regularly. Um, That's true. I've never been in like a small production like that, but I know both Emily and Robert <clears throat> not only have written productions like that, but um, have starred in them and, and been in them. So, uh, you know, I, I also have a couple other friends um, who have been in, like uh smaller plays and things like that that i've gone to see them uh maybe we can get them on a different time to talk about that too but uh yeah i mean it's robert and emily specifically i've reached out to that's why i brought them up and they said uh they'll see what they can do with their schedules but um yeah it's like there's nothing like it man theater Hmm. theater's amazing drama's amazing i did a bunch of plays when i was a little kid um like our church did a little uh we did a production every year for christmas and um we did we did one acts in high school and we did uh you know i did drama my sophomore junior and senior or maybe it was my junior and senior year i can't remember i think i did it two years maybe not three but uh some of some of the best friends again you know it's like you said it's your family almost and I know you said that in regards to like being in a play, but they become your family. 
Right. So it's it's really cool. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to look into that. I I I'd love to be on a TV show. Yeah. I think that would be like the ultimate thing. That's a lot different than stage acting. I know. <laughs> and I think I would like that. I think I would be more comfortable with that s- scenario. Mm-hmm. You know, no audience. Um, get takes to you know perfect it. Make sure you get the right the right one. Um, hopefully, we have. I'm on a good TV show that puts their seasons out on DVD. We get a blooper reel that goes out. Um, because you know I'm gonna I want to spice up the bloopers a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, man, yeah. I'd never thought about it before until I think just now. <laughs> you, you you brought it out. That's that's all right. That's good stuff. <laughs> but yeah, the I've got uh great memories uh in drama too. Like we did we did a really fun one act that was written by uh one of my buddies that was based around three brothers that were gamers. And, uh, you know, there were a bunch of, like, one-off lines about gaming and things like that. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we got to perform those one-acts in front of, like, three different audiences, and they came in. Uh, drama's where I met Emily. Um, and, you know, we just, we became friends after that. But, uh, that's ultimately where I met her. I met Robert in, um, or got to know Robert in anatomy class, which was really funny. Um... But yeah, it's just uh, really cool, really cool stuff. So That's cool. Probably brought that up, man. Good, good yeah. feelings. Good feelings for sure. Hmm. Perhaps they get you up here, get you in a play. I. Ugh, not for a few years. <laughs> With the way that like my brain is fried at the end of the day, man. After working with the kiddos, like I love, you know, I love my kids more than anything. But when they're a little older, <laughs> that's fair, and they're not mentally exhausting every single day. <laughs> that's fair. Well, uh, yeah, we'll just take over. We'll take over Broadway first. Sure. Work our way up to Hollywood. Um, it'll be easy. We got this. Yeah. Easy stuff. For sure. We'll Absolutely. Do it in six years. <laughs> so, uh, by July twenty eighth, or I guess. When this podcast goes up by August sixth, twenty twenty six, uh, I guess we'll be like the new like, uh, who is the iconic duo? Adam Sandler, and uh, and Kevin James. That is your uh, iconic duo. If as far as movies go, do you have a better duo, iconically? I could think of so many, but I'm not gonna squish you. So, give me give me one if if you could think of so iconic many. duo. Yeah, actors, not not characters, but actors. Uh, Keegan Michael Key and uh, Jordan Peele. You know that's that works. That's good. You win. <laughs> I just. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. It's okay. That, that wasn't a win. That was just an example. So. No, no. You were trying to one-up, and you succeeded. Yep. And it's fine. We're good. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Mackie's a jerk. That's... No, no, no. Oh, that's the... He's uh, more knowledgeable. 
topic of conversation tonight. It's just how big of a jerk is Mackie? Uh, <laughs> there would be one thing that you could consider being a jerk, but only you would consider it, nobody else. Nah. So. We'll see. No jerk. Jury's, no jerk vibes here. Jury's still out on that one. Oh, okay. We'll do a poll on Twitter. Uh. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, my second memory from high school um, is from... I was in the, we had an automotive uh section. Yeah. Of we could take automotive classes and um I did those. I I was in they had, we had like an engineering focus thing. Uh what was it called CTE like career T and I don't know what the CTE stands for. Uh Right. Um Education might be the E, but okay. Anyways, uh, we were doing that. I was doing that with um, engineering, and then I got all the way through the top of that, and the school didn't offer any more classes. So I did um, the the automotive, whatever. It's, it's like I think started intro to automotive, and then automotive one, two, and three. Um, but we had a little shop on campus. We would fix, you know, we would do oil changes on teachers' cars. We would switch out tires. We would um, do odd jobs like that for the teachers. And then our instructor, I guess teacher, he he used to be mechanic for CarMax for like 18 years or something like that. It was, oh, wow. it was a long time. Um, but he, um, I don't know where he would get the cars from, but we had like, two s10s come in for a transmission swap we were swapping a transmission on those um if you have an s10 just go ahead and buy a new truck if, you, <laughs> if you're changing out the transmission i'm sure it's cheaper you don't but, you don't um, need it anymore <laughs> yeah um we had an engine swap that i did it was so much fun um and i think like the best experience of that was that um i like earned the respect of this like very serious um and like particular teacher like you know he wanted things done the right way and you know safety of, of course is a huge thing we got uh a couple thousand dollars not a thousand couple thousand pound um pieces of metal up in the air you know mm. it's very dangerous make sure um we safely get them on the lifts stuff like that he would he would check behind we would get them up a little bit um I don't know if he would always check behind us, but you know he taught us that you get him up on the lift, push down the hood. If it's not rocking, you're good. Well, it's gonna rock with the with the lift, but if it's not rocking off the feet, then you're good. Right. Um. But yeah, so um, I don't know. I don't know what I did. That I don't know if it was my uh, ambition, but he would give me the the weirder jobs. Like it was like me and one other person was doing. We're doing the transmission swaps um it was like me and two other guys working on the engine um swap and you know it took us forever on that engine because it's first time i know there's people out there that unbolt an engine take it out put a new one in probably same day maybe maybe over the course of two days we did this over the course of like two months but you know we had an hour <laughs> we had like a 90 minute class right or 45 minute not 45 probably 90 minute class um but yeah, working on those uh, is really funny. It gave me 
confidence to not be like scared. Like if there's something going on with the car, you know, I could look at it and see what's going on. Cause you know, you think of a before I would think of a car like it's this delicate piece of equipment. Like if you if you pull on this, it'll probably snap off and break, and you'll have to buy a new one. But right, um, cars are so um, can't think of the word, but they're like everything's pieced together in a way that is meant to be taken back apart. Um, like you'll be able to get it back together for the most part. Um, and that's been nice to learn. For the most uh, part. <laughs> for the most part. You know, sometimes a clip will break on a plastic piece and sometimes it depend depending on where the clip is, you can replace the clip. Sometimes the clip's molded into the plastic and you can't replace it. But um that was really fun. And then I've saved probably like hundreds of dollars like switching my own brakes out. Um I, I don't do my own oil changes because um most places do oil changes at cost anyways, so yeah, it doesn't really make sense because you got to take the oil to AutoZone. Um, sometimes you have to pay for them to recycle it. Uh, it's more hassle than I really want to deal with. But yeah, that was really fun. I was lucky. I think there was like two schools in our district that had an automotive class. Um, so I was lucky to have it. My dad um, did it when he was in high school. We went to the same high school. Um, so that kind of connected us there. Yeah. A little bit more is. It was really cool. And it was like, same thing. Um, not a popular thing. Not a lot of people want to do it. So, you know, you get you get, you get little cool friendships with the people that you do that with. Um, but yeah, that was, that was my second favorite memory from high school. That's really cool. Yeah. I never did any type of like automotive class and frankly still think about cars as though they're very delicate and get nervous if something weird is going on and, you know, stuff like that. So that's really cool that you have confidence with it. Mm. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand that just cause like, if you don't know how something goes together, um, yeah, I understand that. I like, wish and, our, go ahead. I wish our school had woodworking. Um, it had that when my dad was in school, that would have been so cool. What yeah, wood woodworking is amazing. I I wish more schools had that too, cause it's so practical. It's just like yeah, you can make anything out of wood and make it beautiful and uh sell it for lots of money. So you know, like that's really cool. Um, I I think I gained more knowledge about computers in that aspect as opposed to cars, which is, you know, I don't know if I saved any time because you know, just about just as much about computers as I do. So <laughs> you got, you got an extra skill, you know, <laughs> but I also, you know, I did marching band and all that stuff too. So I, I didn't have a yeah. ton of time, but I mean, computer, like I, I've, I just learned about computers though. Like, um, I th I, w I took a a coding class in high school. Um, it was a Visual Basic, so you know, not a real. It was like a pseudo code. Yeah. Um. For those who don't know, pseudo code is part code, part uh, part like uh, not jargon, but just part like 
it's like typical word words, code. not yeah, yeah. Like you can kind of, you can kind of say what you want and less have to like type out if then false true all these different things. Right. Um it's like Linux code. Te- sure. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like command prompts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um I think Visual Basic is free and you can play around with it if you want to. But um or it was. But uh our teacher was I think he was like experienced with some kind of uh I want to say like network security mm. and he got a job offer like two weeks into the school year and took it. And we had a substitute for the remainder of the year. That happens far more than schools would like to admit. Yeah. Um, can't complain. This, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going into a third favorite memory. That's all right. Sub, this sub was the, best substitute teacher i've ever had he was like a uh, a grandfather to everybody but he wouldn't let people walk all over him um he but in, in like he taught himself um the the course as best as he could um he was like when i say he was like a grandfather my dude was in was past retirement age and was doing substituting for fun and got stuck with this full-time job oh. <laughs> um and he was he was just going with it. He would wear uh these um like uh like uh like floral shirts like you know that you would expect to see in Hawaii uh, or at the beach. And he was just a really cool guy. I can't remember his name. I'm really not good with names. Um but yeah, that was that was a good memory. Um and I I think I had that class on alternating days and days that I would have I'd be able to go to that class for good days cuz I don't know. It just brought joy to our lives. That's awesome. Yeah. So what about you? I think, well, just to backtrack a little, I think when I retire, quote unquote, (laughs) I think I would like to sub because, Mm. you know, uh, this kind of leads into my third memory too. Um, I I took a teacher cadet class in high school and it was taught by uh, a teacher that I had had for computers but uh, I really liked her. I really, really respected her, and I still do respect her hardcore. Um, and uh, I took that teacher cadet class just kind of on a whim. You know, it was my senior year. It was an elective, not an elective credit, but it was it was one of those classes I didn't need to have. You know, um, and we actually got to do like mini internships in a real classroom with a real teacher who like made us teach lessons. And our teacher cadet teacher came and observed us like it was it was legit. <laughs> um, yeah, like I got observed twice, which is like a big deal. And you know you're nervous and all this stuff. And uh, but it was it was probably one of the best experiences that I had in high school because it lit that fire under my butt for teaching. I mean, it, it, nice. I, I said, it lit that fire. It lit a passion in my heart for teaching. That's better. <laughs> um, but it, it really kind of changed the way that I thought about learning. And, you know, the last thing I wanted to do when I was done with high school is get right back into a classroom. But, um, you know, I ended up back in the classroom regardless. So, uh, but 
Yeah, I I definitely think that like we 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 think back on all these high school memories, and it's it's funny because you and I both, on all of our different memories, have brought up the teacher. Mm. We've brought up the person who was in charge of that class that that kind of made it special. And I I didn't mention my drama teacher, but my drama teacher was amazing. Like she was she's absolutely incredible. Uh, she's still a drama teacher, but not at Indian Land anymore. Um, but legit, I learned everything that I knew about like acting and things. And I took a writing course under her creative writing course that, you know, just, she really fledged a lot of my thinking out on a lot of different things, but we both brought up the teachers. And I think that's incredibly important to note on is that the teachers in our lives, you know, we think back and we're like, oh, that class was great. Well, it was made great because of that teacher and it's just you know i'm not not trying to give myself a pat on the back because i am a teacher but all teachers out there you you guys put in way more hours than you should you're doing an amazing job this school year is going to be crazy but i'm so proud of all of you (laughs) yeah for sure it's it's great it's crazy because like Teachers are in charge of a classroom that ranges from like 20 to 40 students, um, depending on your district. But like they don't get paid a lot. But, you know, they're the the role models for these kids and they're the they're who the kids remember through like throughout their year. And they learn like you you learn like can learn different life lessons, obviously learn different uh, different materials like you know whatever like history science whatever but yeah they it, it so much is based on the teacher mm-hmm. um for like you know they do they do a lot more than uh, i think they get credit for on a day-to-day basis for sure they're like you said they're not there for the paycheck they're there for the students and yeah. a lot of i'd say 95 percent of the teachers that shows uh, you know, sometimes you get a eh, teacher, but most of the time it is, they're there for you. You know, yeah. they're there to enrich your life in one way, shape, or form. And it's it's a job of passion, for sure. Like, no one wants to wake up at 6 a.m. and go teach math for a living, mm-hmm. unless it's a passion. Yeah. So, you know, and whether that passion is math or whether that passion is students, it's, you know... My passion is more for the students than it is the subject matter, which is why I'm fine, you know, kind of moving around, doing different things, uh, like teaching PE. So, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, teachers, you guys are awesome. We love you. We're thankful for you and we're proud of you. So, yes. So terrible segue, but, uh, um, our next topic is, uh, odd jobs or job situations that we went through in high school and uh this will this will kind of wrap the cast up for the evening but um i'm gonna start out with a job that i had in high school that was uh not necessarily like a long job it was kind of short-lived i think it was a couple months but um i dated a girl in high school who was on the soccer team and she had gotten a job at the local tanning salon. <laughs> um, 
And it's no longer in business, unfortunately. Uh, but it was called Palmetto Tans. And so she was working there. And then when the soccer season picked up, she, they needed someone to cover her hours. So who did they ask? But the guy who was normally there when she was working, <laughs> not getting paid and sitting there playing Pokemon on the DS, right? <laughs> so um, her boss came in and was like, you want to fill in for her hours? And I was just like, I mean, I'm here anyways. Sure. Why not? Right. Uh, learned the gig. I actually ended up working a lot more hours than like normal. <laughs> like I ended up working more than she ever did, which is really funny. And, uh, it was just, it was my comic book and video game money in high school. So, uh, yeah, if, if you guys look, it's not on my resume or anything like that, but if you look, if you look into my past, I worked at Palmetto Tans <laughs> And then, um, yeah, the, 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 the more recent funky one that I worked at, uh, that I have many a story of, um, but I won't get into any of the stories today, uh, was Spirit Halloween. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, uh, Spirit Halloween was, uh, you know, a very short two month burst really of, of, a of a working environment uh, it was very serious. It was very different than I thought it would be. Uh, it was a lot of fun um, throughout. You know, it, w it was a retail environment with a bunch of products. So there was there was a lot of stuff to do every single time I went into work. There wasn't really a time to just, like, hang out and chill or anything like that. But, um... We, you and I were talking before the cast, uh, the, the whole pop-up store thing, I don't necessarily think is for me. Mm. <laughs> um, the, the setup was fun. It was a burst for sure. Like a burst of energy. It was, it was over a few, a few days or a week or so, but man, we worked like dogs setting that thing up. Uh, and it was, uh, my first day. Uh, I was there at nine. I was nine to five that day, and we got just the walls set up. Jeez. Yeah, and it, just the surrounding walls. Like we didn't even have the inside walls wow. done, and uh, we were inside of the old of of an old Toys R Us building. So uh, they didn't even bother to like clean the floors or anything like that. Uh, they said they had cleaned the floors, but ain't no way. They chipped that mm. tile up and they just threw it out. Like it was nasty in there. Um, but yeah, so the, the setup process was crazy. Um, then, uh, putting out all the product was really, you know, it, it was, it began and ended in such a flash, but it was also like, it was an experience for sure working there. Um, and it's kind of funny having like students roll in to like a job where you're, <laughs> where you're not Mr. Mackey. At that job, your 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 Dave or your David or whatever, you know, uh, and they would come in and they'd be like, "Yo, it's Mr. Mackey," and I'm just like, "Hey guys," you know, standing there in my my purple apron. Oh man, <laughs> that's the spirit on it. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, like uh, I think everybody has to work an odd job here and there in their life, um, where you know you're not necessarily crazy enthused to be there <laughs> but you know it helps it helps pay the bills so those are yeah. 
those are my twos. The Tanning Salon and, and Spirit Halloween. <laughs> nice. Those are those are hard to compete with. I've only had three three jobs mm-hmm. in my uh my life. And I uh I when I was in high school I heard about somebody it, you could work at this place and you could be 15. And I was like, I need to sign up for that. I don't want to wait till I'm 16 to start working. So uh, I go to this place. It was a tutoring center. Um, and I interview. It goes fine. Um, it was a chain, but it's it also like locally owned, kind of like a franchise type deal. Um, and what it, it was is really weird so there were four of us and we were graders and then there would be like two actual tutors that would that were a part of the owner's family or the owner's family um the owners themselves and that they would help with the students but what would happen we would so we would sit at a table at the back of the place kids would come in do their work turn in their worksheets and then we had uh uh the rubrics for them and we would just grade them and if they were we'd grade like partial credit full credit or no credit give it back mm. to them and they would be done when they got a hundred percent oh shoot um so yeah when i first got there it was kind of it, it's not a lot it wasn't a lot of stuff they were like um like five by seven sheets of paper um I think they were like packets though. So it'd be like five by seven, maybe like front and back four to six pages, uh, depending on if it was math or reading. Um, obviously you have to have the reading insert if it's reading. Um, but yeah, we would just grade them. Um, we, at first it was kind of lax, like the graders would sit up there. Um, we would kind of like talk quietly amongst ourselves. We wouldn't bother students or anything. Um, and after like a, f- a couple months of being there and like the the owners got really strict we weren't allowed to talk anymore um <laughs> what <laughs> it was really weird we weren't allowed to help the kids like if the kids came we before like if a kid came up and asked a question we could answer be like yeah try try doing this um but then we were like no just go back and then like a tutor would come to help them and yeah, it was weird. We weren't allowed to talk anymore. And then when I was like, I think I started working there in February or January. No, I think, no, I started working there in, I think, September of the prior year. And I got, or October, and then I got my job at Regal um, in the following August. August. So I was there for like 10 months, started working at Regal, worked at Regal for like, a month and a half and i was like this is where it's at yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna quit the tutoring place so i, I go to quit put him send him an email of my res- resignation it was like a two-week notice or it was like a one month notice i think he's like are you sure you want to leave you don't just want you to reduce your hours like no i'm good <laughs> um yeah stop working there i think i was dating um one of the other tutors at the time um and yeah, so started working at Regal. Haven't really looked back since. 
I uh, later on in my Regal career, I was a part-time manager at Regal, which uh, has its own issues. I was gonna um, say, tell me all about that. I don't know anything about about that. <laughs> yeah, you I mean it's so. It was a very convoluted system back then. Um, I think it worked when it worked. Um, I think it was outdated with the way that it was supposed to work um, with having part-time management. You know, it's really awkward being a manager at a place that brings in a good amount of money and you have to live at your parents' house. Um, so wouldn't, wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> so I uh, was working there. And I was like, and then I I had moved out and it was fine. Um, it was split between three people. We were good. Um, we were living, um, in Matthew. So it wasn't super expensive. Um, that three bedroom apartment was $60 more than the one bedroom apartment we had in Nashville. Mm. <laughs> uh, so we were splitting that and that was good. And then I was like, I'm going to try working at Target, you know, get a little little extra dough for the holiday season. So I start working at, at Target as a seasonal employee. And I had done something to my knee before that. And my knee was just very sore all the time. And so coming from Regal, which is a very co-worker centric environment, you know, you're with the co-workers all the time, always able to chat, you know, do what you need to do, get right. the job done, but also have a good time um, getting the job done. Like, you know, it's never a dull moment. But Target is not like that. And I thought it was. My friend had started working there. And I was like, oh, cool. What, 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 where do you work? Like, is there, they have like hard lines, soft lines, and then uh, like uh, warehouse and... Um, register cashier mm-hmm. and he was like he he did uh hard lines which is like anything um in the store like in the aisles of the store that's not clothes so hard lines is like you know light bulbs uh the food whatever and i was like okay i'll do that too so we can like work together turns right. out that's not how it works um one person is assigned to like one section so like that's all it is and pretty much your whole shift is either stocking those sections or facing those sections which is pulling the items to the front of the shelf and you know putting the label out front and that was just terrible like you would and then you know as this is happening people are coming up asking you questions where things are um i'm not one to point and be like it's over there i'm like let me take you to it. So, you know, obviously leave your, leave your post for a little while. Right. Um, and then get back to facing and then supervisor comes by. I was like, Hey, you need, just need to you know, work a little faster on facing these things. I'm like, I just, I just did it. One time I was assigned to the toys and, you know, kids are running through there playing with the toy. Like I want, by the time you get to the end of the toy aisle facing everything, you got to go back, redo everything. Oh, I didn't like that. My legs didn't like it. The floor was hard. So I, uh, but fun thing about like working on the floor is that whenever the registers get backed up, we're trained on register so we can back up on register. 
oh my goodness, if you're going to work at Target, everybody turn up your ears. If you're going to work at Target, work at the register. You're already not talking to your coworkers, but obviously you can talk to your coworkers when it's not busy because, you know, all you're doing is waiting for customers to come. Right. Work at the register. You, you got the you got the anti-fatigue mats. You know, you're just scanning stuff. Um, it, it, it's n- nothing better. You scan stuff. They pay for it. You just hit total. You, you don't have to swipe their card. You don't have to do anything. Oh, yeah, because they have the chip readers out there. Yeah, you, you, you don't have, oh my goodness. It was like, I was like, I want to do this. Um, so if I ever were to go back to Target for any reason, I don't know why I would, but if ever I, if I ever would, I would go back, work on the register, have a blast. I think that would be, you said that you would be a substitute teacher when you retired. I mm. think I would work at Target a couple <laughs> shifts a week, just scanning things. There was a, we went to Target a few days ago and there was like, this nice older gentleman working the register. And he was like, he was just so chipper and nice. And just, it was, an, it was amazing. And like, those are the people I feel like you want working in your stores. Yes. Cause like, those are the ones that want to be there and aren't there for the paycheck. So like they, they, they have the, they probably have the better attitudes. You get a little more out of them, a little more guest uh, service out of it. But yeah, if you're going to work at target, work the register best $13 an hour you'll ever make. Oh my gosh, 13 an hour? That's how much they start at. Bro. So, you want to talk anxiety about you know, you, you know being assigned to one section and then having to tell, you know, all oh, this item is over there, let me walk you to it. So spirit was like that, but mm-hmm. there were only two of you in the store. Oh. So one of you was at the register and one of you was out on the floor. However, both of you theoretically are supposed to be out on the floor fixing things. Jeez. So, and believe it or not, Spirit has a big problem with theft. What? No wonder. No wonder because no one's at the freaking register to watch people walking out with stuff. But um, that was that was a big old game of like cat and mouse constantly being like, on the floor, back at register, on the floor, back at register. And then you'd be at the register for 10 minutes and then someone would be like, hey, why are you here? You got to go out on the floor. And it's like, but it's like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, there's no winning here. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> And then, you know, having to take some, you know, uh, well, I want to be dressed up like a cute lion. Okay, well, let me take you over to the lion stuff. No, 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 a cute lion. This is what we have. I don't... <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, well, do you just have a lion tail? Yes. It's it's over next to the lingerie section. But I can't take you over there because you're a child and I'd have to take your parent with me. And just like all this, which was weird too because it was, you know, it was a, owned by Spencer's company. So mm-hmm. we, we not only sold, you know, masks and costumes and all sorts of stuff, but we also sold lingerie. So it was just, and not like a large array of it, but like Halloween costume style lingerie. So it was like, this is, you know, interesting when you're stocking masks and then, you know, you go to the back and you get a, you open a box and it's just a bunch of that. And I'm like, yep, I'm leaving that. I'm going to go stock the masks again, you know, but 
that that constant push and pull of uh you know nope you got to be you got to be at the register nope you got to be out there that was tough for me so i think i think target would be good i think it would be fun just yeah chilling at the register for sure that's why i like regal so much man that's yeah holy cow you just sell i could sell tickets all night you stand there what you seeing where you want to sit it's gonna be 1950 swipe there you go you're off next you make that sound a lot easier than it is Oh, dude. Well, you... when you do it for forever, it's... Well, yeah, but where do you want to sit? No, no, the, <clears throat> the screen's at the bottom of the screen. No, no, no you want to... The screen is at the bottom. You want to sit at the top. <laughs> no, yeah. the the gray is are taken. Blue is available. No, orange is what I have selected. Obviously, there's some caveats. <laughs> <laughs> working, working with the general public, you're going to get questions like, what time is the 12 o'clock show? Uh, yeah. I can't tell you how many times my dad got asked that at Disneyland. He tells that story all the time. He's like, people will come up all the time and ask what time the 12 o'clock parade was. Mm. And, you know, it's just, you stand there and you just kind of look at them like, <laughs> it's oh, 12, man. you know? Yeah. And they're like, oh my goodness, thank you so much. But, um, but yeah, it's fun times, man. Yeah. I really appreciate the the barcode scan feature mm-hmm. i like that a lot if uh, the movie theater had that it'd be so much easier i mean it's not hard but you know you gotta touch it and you gotta touch the item you gotta touch it how many times you want it but uh you remember when yeah. movie pass was the thing oh man movie pass and people's movie pass cards wouldn't swipe because the they ep- hadn't reserved <laughs> the epitome that was the Wait, wait, hold on. Epitome. Yeah. Do you say epitome or epitome? Oh no, it's epitome. Okay. I know we I know we've had we've had some debates about other words before. Oh, uh I have a new one for you. Um O I L. Oil? Yes. That's how you say the word. It is oil. However, Whitney and some other southern folk Sometimes say ol. Ol. I've heard U-L. Ol. I've heard ol. And then E-A-R-L is another one. Er. Earl. E-A-R-L? Yeah, they're like saying, saying it that way for oil. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, where, where was I at? What were we talking about just before that? Oh, the a movie pass. Yeah, movie yes. pass. That was great. <laughs> I don't know if great is the word. So if you don't know what MoviePass is, MoviePass was a subscription service before you had AMC Stubbs and Regal Unlimited mm-hmm. where um, it was a third party and people would pay $10 a month for unlimited movies at the movie theater. Grant, l- l- Mind you, there are probably like maybe some theaters where you could get in for less than $10. So how this company was making money was there's no, there's no way that they were making money. Well, they, um, weren't. they were That's yeah. why they shut down. <laughs> yeah. So they weren't making money. They like, I think they started up bait off of a, a bunch of backers, um, investors. And then 
they didn't get the partnerships that they wanted because I think all the theaters were already working on their own thing. So they weren't going to, they weren't going to partner with movie pass, but yeah, you'd have to go onto your app, select what movie you wanted to watch at what theater you wanted to watch, which would then load money onto the debit card you got from movie pass, which you could then purchase one movie, one regular movie, not, not IMAX or RPX or 4DX or any upgraded movie. And you could watch it. And, uh, that is how it worked. The theaters were in charge of how it worked. MoviePass had its own policy on how it worked. Yet, people would tell us how it worked on a daily <laughs> basis. And that was fun. I forgot about MoviePass. Thank you for bringing that up. Man, it was a nightmare. For sure. Yeah. But... Oh. And then... So MoviePass was a fully online subscription... Mm-hmm. You you don't you don't go to you don't go to a store to purchase a movie pass card. So we were the face of movie pass. Yeah. So if anybody had a problem with their movie pass, they were asking us. And you know, we try our best. We're not Chick-fil-A, but we try to put on a smile. We try to be as nice as we can. But after the same person has asked the same question on four different trips seven times about why it doesn't work and we tell them we don't know (laughs) yeah we don't control them it it just it it eats at us a little bit but thankfully movie pass is dead i think uh sin cinema i think is what it was called there was another one that came out that was like $22 $22 a month. You can watch like three movies a week or something. Hmm. Um, I think it's gone as well. Cause you know, you don't need it anymore. I, I Cinemark, I don't know if Cinemark has one, but the, t- the two main, like I guess Cinemark's like a close third place, but the two main theater companies in the U S have the subscription, which is great if you watch more than two movies a month. So yeah, obviously it's not working too much right now. Nope. But, uh, once it come, once the theaters are back, it's it's a really good deal. Um, AMC's isn't as good, but um, that's not even bias. But it's just not. AMC's uh-huh. cost costs more, and uh, you're limited on how many movies you can watch. Mm. Lame. I think it's like twenty one. I mean, and it might not cost more, but yeah, you can only watch like uh, three a week, two a week, one a day, something like that. Hmm. But Regal and Liberty, you can watch one movie after another, after another, after another. Just have to be 90 minutes apart. Interesting. Yeah. Well, cool. I might look into that when the theaters reopen. It's a good deal. Um, yeah, 18 21 or $23 a month plus tax um, per person. Yeah, uh, oh, okay. There's a family plan in it's being worked on. It's been it's been being worked on. Just gotta figure out the details for that. But yeah. even if you know you and your wife not not you, Mackie, but like say right. a couple has it, you're spending thirty six dollars a month to watch unlimited movies a month. If you go if you plan on going to the movies every release day, then you're you're paying for it right there. Yeah, you're 
one and a half times. Yeah. So, for sure. And, and you get like a 10% discount at concessions. Um, your birthday reward is a free large popcorn and a free large drink instead of Ooh. just a free small popcorn. Ooh. Um, and then you can pay either all up front or month to month. You don't get a discount if you pay for it all up front, though. So, oh, but it's that's cool. really cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. My dad had it um, before he started working at the theater. Still has it, because um, you know, Regal Unlimited is better than the four, two free tickets a, a week, I guess. But mm. if you're working at the theater, you probably don't have time to watch more than two movies a week. Or no. I guess you and a guest watch it once a week, but right. I think I watch a movie once every couple months, depending. Yeah, I towards the end of me working at the bar, we had Mason, so it was like one one every couple months. Yeah. So, I think no? I think we should open a a movie theater. Keeping on movie theater. <laughs> not right now. <laughs> well, not right now, but like keeping on movie theater. And then the theme, you know, is that we're keeping on. So like, you know, a lot of people have to put their life, not their life, but they have to like leave their child with a babysitter or take the child with them to watch a movie where you're then restricted. You can only watch PG-13 and lower because... Children can't go into a rated R movie if they're under six. So why not be able to bring your child to the movies and then there be a day case, daycare center at the movie theater? It's like Ikea. Yeah, but better. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll have to draw it up. Yes. I'm sure it'll be cheap enough. I mean, you know, projectors can't be that much. No. You know, yeah. the building, the daycare workers, the liability insurance with children. Oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, yeah. No, it's all cheap. It's all cheap. We'll figure it out. It'd probably be cheaper to just get a babysitter for the night. Yes. Don't think about it that way. Just uh, give us money. <laughs> <laughs> just give it all to us. Uh, <laughs> speaking of giving money to us, uh, <laughs> if you guys are uh, interested in supporting the cast further than you already listening mm -hmm. you can head on over to uh, patreon.com forward slash keeping on and uh, you can select one of the tiers we have bronze silver gold and onyx onyx tier uh, basically uh, puts you into a pool to be on the show so if you want to be on a future episode of keeping on then uh, check that out for sure but. For sure. And then if you have any uh, comments or concerns regarding the show, be sure to let us know on Twitter or on Patreon. There's a way to message us as well. Um, let us know. You need longer episodes, shorter episodes. You know, maybe you want just a Kaiser episode or just a Mackie episode. <laughs> Those probably won't happen. But if you want them, let us know. And we'll, 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 we'll put them in the, in the think tank and, uh, figure it out yeah I, I don't know why i said think tank that this iron man 3 reference mostly 
I don't yeah. think I've ever heard Think Tank in any other context ever before. But uh, if somebody works for a Think Tank, they're probably evil. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. They're going to implant some type of heat device or heat powers into, I don't know, just going off Iron Man. <laughs> but if you can regulate, you're good. And yeah, you're I was going like, to say. You're chilling. <laughs> Well, you're not the chilling. extremists. Mm, yes. <laughs> but but yeah, uh, as always, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, check us out on Patreon, Twitter, all that fun stuff. Discord, yes. even. If you want to be on our Discord, let us know. We're, Kaiser, we're working on it. Kaiser told me that you can't search for it, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Thank you. Bye.